The lumpy 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 Hey everybody, I am Natalie Mills. And I am Sarah Stark. And you are listening to The Lumpy Mother, the podcast where we talk about the joys and terrors of motherhood. We are two best friends and moms who find joy learning and laughing together. So if you want some consolation in the fact that you aren't the only parent cleaning pee off of your wall. And like us, are trying to figure out how to be kind to yourself amidst the tormenting guilt that comes along with parenting. You have definitely come to the right place. (laughs) So the way this works is each week, Natalie and I will have a yes, a no, and a hello for the week. Or in other words, something good, bad, and something random that has to do with our week in parenting. We have a feeling that every parent out there is going to be able to relate to these experiences that we talk about. And if for some reason you can't relate, tell us about it. Email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. We want to know what you think about the topics we cover. All right, Natalie, let's get started. (laughs) We're going to do this. I can't believe that we're already doing this. I I love it so much. I do, too. All right. So like Sarah just said, we're going to do a yes and no and a hello. I'm going to start with my yes this week. And I'm going to be honest with you. The only reason that this is a yes is because it is far behind me. (laughs) (laughs) It felt fitting because it's our first episode. My yes this week is the first pregnancy and that first baby that you have. I kind of wanted to tie this in to being our first episode. And um, we have a mutual friend from high school who I'm going to leave unnamed because I don't want to ever make people feel like they're involved when they don't want to be. But um, she's wonderful. She's so smart and kind Mm, and loving. And she is pregnant for the first time. And it's been making me think about what advice you give to someone that's pregnant for the first time or it has their first child, whether it was through pregnancy or another means. Um, And so I'm thinking about all of that advice that maybe I would give to other people, which, of course, made me go to that place of what horrible advice did I get and (laughs) what good advice did I get? Yes. And so, um, I don't know. I think when I think about horrible advice that I got, and this is just a personal thing for me, I hated the advice sleep when the baby sleeps. I understand that the meaning behind that is so... Yeah. And so much of the advice is well-meaning. It's not that, you know, it's not like I'm like mad at the people who give these advice. It's like, but no, (laughs) it doesn't work. Yeah. And that's the problem. (laughs) I love this idea of sleeping when the baby sleeps. But if I'm sleeping when the baby sleeps, not only is nothing going to get done ever. We don't have clothes to wear. We don't have food to eat, anything like that. (laughs) But also it makes me feel like if I sleep when the baby sleeps and I'm still exhausted, which you will be because a newborn baby only sleeps an hour and a half at a yes. time sometimes. Our sleep cycles aren't even, what are they, like 90 minutes or something? So Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it feels like even if I do that and I'm exhausted still, I don't know. It feels like there's a lot of room for error in yes. the advice, sleep when the baby <laughs> sleeps. I just really hate, I hated it when people well, said that Well, you know what's to funny me. too about it is like, that is literally the only time you can sleep. So like, yeah, it's not even advice. Like you, you can't be awake when the baby's awake. So you have to yeah, you sleep. You can't be asleep when the baby's I mean, awake. I mean, but the baby sleeps yeah. 
a lot in very short increments. And so, you know. Yeah. For like 45 minutes at a time sometimes. So that's that's definitely the worst advice. I think that the best advice was not even to me. It was to I'm going to name this person, but to one of our very close friends, Nora. She has an older sister who (laughs) I Nora. She has an older (laughs) sister who had kids. And she told Nora, who was living in our hometown at that time, um, you need to check in on her. You need to check in on Natalie once a week and you need to clean (sighs) for her because she is too exhausted to clean for herself. She told Nora this when I was still pregnant. And I'm telling you, nothing got me through the six months better than having her over every Tuesday. She committed so hard to this. Like she was at my house every Tuesday for a few hours. Sometimes. Yes. Yes. Sometimes she cleaned the bathroom, which was so hard for me to give up because you feel like you're supposed to keep it at this certain state even though you're never sleeping, even if the baby sleeps and you're all of these other things. So she sometimes she'd clean, but other times she would honestly just sit with me. And that's and some days that's what I needed was another human that wasn't screaming all of the time to just sit there and watch TV with me mm-hmm. or sit there and talk nonsense with me. Um, especially once Nick went back to work, it was so lonely. I was Isolating. so lonely. Yes. yes. And I definitely had postpartum that I did not recognize, which is not healthy. Um, no, and but so it's having so her, common. So many yes, women. Especially yeah. that first time around. And so mm-hmm. um, having her there weekly was it was my saving grace. I will absolutely say that. Nora, Yes, (laughs) it's eight and a half years later, and I'm still thanking you for that. So I think when I think about um, the advice that I would give to new moms, and Sarah, I want to hear what you think about this too, but also all of our listeners out there, I'm actually really interested in hearing what you guys think is good advice (sighs) or bad advice or what you tell to new moms or pregnant for the first time moms. Um, So definitely send us what you guys think. But I think the advice that I give to moms now is so much more about um, mental health than anything Mm -hmm. else. I don't I'm not going to give moms advice about how to get their baby to sleep because every baby is different or anything like that. It's all just about um, being super honest with yourself about where you are, never being ashamed of asking for help. Um, which when after you have something you have to learn yeah to do because you have to have help you cannot physically do everything like you can take care of your baby but then you are going to forget about yourself because you can't do both it's just it's absolutely Mm -hmm. and I think that there's for some reason some guilt that comes along with why am I suffering when I'm supposed to be so happy you know you're supposed (sighs) to be happy when you guilt like right from the get-go yes you're mm-hmm. supposed to be happy when you have a baby for some and so there's guilt when you don't but, feel uh, that way. There are so many but things when, I think we forget like there are so many things that are true at the same time. Like, oh Yes. Well, I mean, you don't necessarily bond with your baby right away, too. That could be a thing. Yes. Um yeah. but you can be super overjoyed that you have this beautiful baby and you can also be like, Wow, I'm in a lot of pain. I can hardly walk. Um, I can hardly yes. move. Uh hormones are raging and I'm crying. 
uncontrollably for no reason in ways that I never knew my body, the types of emotions I never knew my body could create. Yeah. You know? Abs- and your body is full of so many insane hormones after you give birth <gasps> yes. that it's going to do things you never thought that it could. And you're going to think things that yeah. maybe you never thought you could. So that's definitely that. And don't mm-hmm. compare yourself to other moms. Don't ever get down that downward it's spiral. It's so hard not to do. Comparison. Like just, just in everything I do is like, well, somebody's already doing that. Like what makes me yes. coming to the table different or, yeah. you know, I'm not a crafty mom. Um, I oh. like doing the crafts. I hate setting up the crafts. I hate cleaning up the crafts. So yes. like, but so when I see people online doing that, I'm like, that's amazing. I'm on one hand, I'm like super impressed. Like, wow, that's awesome that they're doing that. And then I'm compared, like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not having enough fun. You know, yes. anyway, that's another yeah. subject comparisons. Yeah. No, but I do. Th- I think that's great advice that I I have to remind myself daily of with four kids. I have to remind myself yes. that my motherhood experience is different than everyone else's. My kids can be happy even if I don't craft with them daily or whatever. You know, mm-hmm. like it's not about comparing. Yes. So that's <laughs> that sounded like a very dark. Yes, that was a lot of downers. It was a lot no. of downers to be a yes. Like I said, it's a yes because but it's, it's, it's so honest. far behind and me. Honesty That's is true. A yes. I mean, it's a hurtful yes. Often, <laughs> we always give honesty a yes. Yeah. <laughs> a yes. Yes. So, all right, <laughs> that's my yes for this week, Sarah. Well, what's your yes? <laughs> well, before I get into mine, I want to say, you know, what what would I? I don't know. I've been thinking about this. Like for yeah. me, after my daughter was born, she's almost three now. Like, um, yeah, I was not prepared for the mental, the mental, like the intrusive thought. Well, I had postpartum depression yeah. and I eventually realized that. And then biggest problem was like believing these absolutely wild thoughts that just came out of nowhere that were like, you're not supposed to be a mom or you can't do this. Like you have to give up your daughter for like these thoughts that I never thought I would have. I always wanted yes. children. I have my daughter. I love my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, so my anyway, my re- advice would be be relentlessly kind to yourself. You're going to have these thoughts coming in potentially yes. or even just like just not enjoying moments because they're so hard because you're so tired. You're going to be so <laughs> tired and happy at the same time and not happy. You're going to be all these things at once. Like you can be overjoyed and also be totally miserable. Um, and you don't have to believe the terrible thoughts. You don't have to take Mm -hmm. like, okay, I thought I had this thought that I have to give up my daughter for adoption. I'm a terrible mom. And then you just compound it with everything. You can say, yes, no, that's a thought. And that's not who I am. And Mm -hmm. which is harder to do when you're in these moments where your body is just totally overtaking everything. But just know that you're not alone in those terrifying thoughts and also, those terrifying thoughts might be a sign, as they were for me, that you need to get help. But yeah, <laughs> uh, just be kind to yourself. Be forgiving of yourself. Know that you might be up at four in the morning and think in your head, like, please stop crying. I just want to sleep. And you want to scream mm-hmm. at your baby. And it's just a baby. <laughs> it's just it's a little baby. And you want to scream at it. And you're like, what is wrong with me? <laughs> um, you know, and then just walk out it's of the room. So true. Take a deep breath and realize you are still a good person. You're still a good mom. And yeah. I love that okay. advice. Yeah. Be, so that's that's yeah. me. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. All right. Tell me your yes. What's your yes for this week? 
Okay, so my yes is all kind of a complicated yes. All right. <laughs> so I've been kind of practicing mindfulness, I guess. I don't really I don't really understand mindfulness. I know it's a practice. And I know like you can take classes on it. And I know it's supposed to be hugely beneficial. Like it's supposed to help, I think, regulate your nervous system, help you be more in tune with your children. And like your children are supposed to be able to tell if you're present or not. <laughs> this <laughs> like, all sounds fake know. to me. <laughs> it's real. It's a thing. So, <laughs> well, I have realized. Okay. So basically, my understanding of mindfulness, and please email us, lumpymotherpodcast.com, <laughs> if, if I am off base, or if you know more about mindfulness, I would love to learn. But you take yourself to the present by thinking about, like, how do my feet feel on the floor? Mm, um, yeah. Oh, let's really, like, use your different senses. Let's really look at the water droplets on this this <laughs> this beautiful leaf outside. <laughs> I'm, I um, can already tell you I'm going to be bad at this. <laughs> oh, I'm not good at it. <laughs> I didn't say that. I'm just, okay. like, giving it a go. Um, you know, <laughs> testing the waters. <laughs> no, it, there are things, like, I notice when my two-year-old, Evie, is starting to, um, well, you know, she's a two-year-old, so she has a lot, a lot of meltdowns. Um, and if I start feeling triggered and I take my mind if I can find the control within myself, which does not happen all the time, to take my mind to my feet and how they feel on the floor, then, like, it takes me back and out of that, like, very tunnel vision anger, like, I'm just going to scream and I'm going to escalate this situation and make it mm -hmm. all worse because I really just wanted to eat my cereal. <laughs> I'm so hungry. So it's 7 in the morning and I can't do it. It's so hard. So it's kind of a tool then. So it's like a tool it's to a, use. Yeah. Oh, I like that. To... It's a tool. Well, and well, yeah. So it's in yeah. one hand to me from my experiences, like trying it out, is that it can be a tool to help you regulate your emotions. And mm -hmm. for me, it can also be a tool to feel more grateful and feel more alive in my interactions with my daughter. Okay. And also, so a lot of like really wonderful Instagram, like, parenthood therapists that I follow, um, they suggest having one-on-one -on -one time with each kid for at least 10 minutes a day. So I'll just, like, plug them because they're awesome. Um, one is Big Little Feelings on Instagram. Another I love is um, Our Mama Village. And mm -hmm. then another one I love is Dr. Becky at Home. And they all kind of discuss this in a different way um but yeah 10 minutes alone time with each kid and you have to be super present you don't like ask questions you let them lead the play mm -hmm. and i don't like playing i don't like it yeah i um, think but this works like i've done this yeah. on a daily basis and it works and it helps her like feel she's gotten the attention she needed and then i can do more things and she doesn't have as many meltdowns I really don't. It's her favorite thing in the world, but I can't. I hate playing. <laughs> no, I think it's so, so much hard guilt. because I I think we're both kind of like playful people in a certain degree. Yeah, but there's a difference. It is really hard for me to get on the floor and play with my kids so much. So for me, taking time with each of my kids is more so, or playing with my kids. I've kind of redefined it in different ways. So, um. 
taking time, solo time with Henry might be sitting with him while he practices his ukulele, you know, and that's time where it's just me and him. And it's not play, but it is something you know well you're present or, like just yeah. being present there f- with, with them and something they enjoy yes and all of my attention I'm focused on him um so I think that there's different ways I don't think that it's always this really stereotypical play with you doing mm. like a farm animals with the kids <laughs> you know sometimes it's outside on a walk or reading a yes. book my you know and so um I just, That's what I try to incorporate instead is like, okay, let's go on a walk. I enjoy walking. Yes. I enjoy like building with like magnetic yes. tiles or something. I like coloring, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I really don't. Yeah. But the play, but she, that's her favorite thing. So I think there's like this guilt, yeah. like I wish I enjoyed what she loves so much. Yeah. But I appre- I like watching her play, but. I don't want to yeah, be in it. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, and I, you know, I had to let go of the guilt of um, mm. being constantly playing with my kids on the floor because letting them play by themselves was how they learned how to be independent play. You know, how yes. they had to create that independent play. And that has helped us so much to this day because they can play on their own. It's a yes. very big deal in my house. Uh, it sounds <laughs> it's amazing. Really important. Yeah. <laughs> Especially with four kids. I mean, you just can't physically be be there all the time they have to entertain themselves you know yes so yeah so that's my yes for the day um but I guess (laughs) when I look back I also just kind of like complained about how much it sucks (laughs) (laughs) like I really (laughs) okay let's I want this to be a positive space but also a relatable space so let's work on this okay so the yes in the being present and like practicing it is I have been like really soaking up my two and a half year old daughter and like oh wow you know sharing the wonder of the rain with her and I live in the Pacific Northwest outside Mm -hmm. Portland Oregon so it's it's the rainy season here and it's really gloomy and so just remembering you can still enjoy you can still be present so anyway um what's your no Natalie all right I actually this happened a few days ago and as like within 30 seconds of it finally ending I said to myself the only thing good thing to come out of this is that I'm going to talk about it this week (laughs) (laughs) that's going to help a lot of things I think like all right I'm you know what that was really awful chaotic and a terrible moment like when I was living it but when I reflect on this on the podcast it's gonna be great exactly (laughs) so my no this week is that we officially earned our um public screaming event badge with Charlie (sighs) He had his first very public screaming fit. And I think if it was in a place like Target or the grocery store, I could have pushed through it. But we were in a peaceful and wonderful place, Barnes and Noble. No. Where How dare everyone, you defile? I know. Where people are like drinking coffee and yeah. just it's such it's like being at the library. You know, yes. people respect that place. And <laughs> I have so many and, fun memories of the very Barnes and Noble 
Oh, it was it. It was so bad. I made the mistake of putting him down when we walked in the store and we have not we have we have not been going out a lot. But apparently I've yeah. been going to Barnes and Noble enough that he remembers where all the toys are. So he he yes. beelined it for the back of the store. And then, of course, I picked him up because I was in a hurry. And he screamed and was pushing against me. I mean, it, it was so bad. It was so bad. And it made me realize on the drive home that we may have accidentally created a monster that we didn't <laughs> do with our other three kids. An, an unintentional monster. Yes, an <laughs> unintentional monster. Because then it made me start thinking about there's so okay charlie has this serious fascination with our vacuum and charlie's cleaner. your your 18 month old <laughs> yes yeah, yeah charlie's for everyone else that doesn't know <laughs> just that. in Char case like it's not her eight-year-old <laughs> <laughs> yeah baby charlie baby charlie is the 18 month old and um he has this serious fascination with our vacuum cleaner it sits in our playroom because he just likes to push it around and make vacuum noises That's amazing but he's well. also very yeah he's also very much like smeagol and the ring with it and so if oh. the older if the See, older I was just kids, hoping like i was just seeing the future no. and him like still like no. happily no. using the vacuum across your house like once no. a week no <laughs> this is not a dream of every mom if the other kids get close to hit get close to the vacuum cleaner he starts screaming at them and pushing them away <laughs> and because he's so My small precious. and yes <laughs> because he's so small and they're so big we kind of laugh about it and now yeah. i realize that we've been like we've been laughing at all of these bad actions <laughs> and so we may have been like accidentally yeah, encouraging. <laughs> yes encouraging them and then of course that steamrolled into all of the other things that he screams at people about <laughs> he's just he really he actually might be a little bit of a monster and i didn't realize it until he threw uh, a public fit you know it's, so he's it's the so, youngest he is <laughs> so I, already I fitting that role you know he's found his identity oh, at he 100 is i think Part of the problem is that um, when he's screaming at the other three because they want to play with something close to him or whatever, the easiest option for me is to tell the older kids to find something new to play with and to give <laughs> well, they it listen to Charlie. Better. They <laughs> listen. They don't throw. A f they won't keep screaming at me if I yes. tell them otherwise. <laughs> and so I have a hundred percent been giving in to every fit that he's been throwing for the last year and a half. I mean, but you okay? First of all, <sighs> Natalie. You are home all the time and your yeah. kids are doing e-learning. So you have three kids doing e-learning yeah. and an 18-month-old. And on Charlie. Top of it. So yeah. you're homeschooling, working part-time. Why would you like openly allow tantrums? Like if you knew you could avoid them? I mean, I know. Yes. Okay. All right. Let me say I understand that not giving into every whim is like <laughs> is important to not spoil a child. Like I get that. But I feel like this year things are different. I mean, who, yeah. how can we possibly be expected to not let our kids get away with everything? And that's, <laughs> and I, I am, I'm pretty good about giving myself grace. I think it's more just yes. realizing the difference oh. between my other kids who we were, we're not like strict <laughs> parents, but at the same time, behavior has always been a big thing that we work through together. So, um, and Ava, 
Oh, she was really rough. <laughs> and my oldest, who's now eight, she had a really hard, like, age 18 months to three years. It was mm -hmm. a lot of this. And I'm just, I don't need that to happen again. So right. that's that was my, my no. There is no silver lining to my no this week. It was just, it <laughs> was a um, plane crash oh style gosh. no. It was yeah. rough. So, did you have to one arm it? Like, did you? Yes. <laughs> like, well, there's actually, so many times where they do, like, they get all limp and they have the super like toddler um, extra strength and like and he, then they like fall through your arms when you try to lift them up and like uh, slip through and he did i don't even know how he, to hold my daughter he did the opposite happens. where he turned he he tried to do like the alligator spin inside my arms <laughs> the, yes, yes the alligator spin that's yes, so good and I'm like he was down. pushing against me the the good and the bad is that all three of my other kids were with me as well because <laughs> nick had a long week at work but um so yeah. so i can hand them things other than the screaming baby oh, and they can yes. take care of it. So I needed two things. So I have three kids that are more than willing to carry things for me as I handle the alligator baby who is <laughs> who oh is awakening yes. the rest of the store spirit. So anyways, we survived. Store it's spirit. totally fine. <laughs> more like morphing the yeah. store spirit into one of terror instead of intellect Peace. and relaxation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can guarantee every single one of those people sighed a sigh of relief when I walked out the door. With my baby. And that's OK. I understand. So uh, anyway, that's my no for this week. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me about your no. Well, it's so not it actually it's not surprisingly very similar to your no. Um, it's uh, OK. It has a lot to do with meltdowns. Uh, my two and a half year old. So I have a two and a half year old daughter, Evie, and then I have a um, gosh, she's like. Eight months and two days. My an eight, so basically an eight month year old son, Franklin, and an eight yeah. month year old, an eight month year old. Yes, uh, eight month old. No, the, no, I know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my no is that Evie has developed a parent preference. And it's not, like, a no for the reason you would think. Like, I, I could see why some parents would be, like, upset. Like, oh, she doesn't want me right now. And I'm pretty cool with that because it really, <laughs> like, I know she still loves me. It's just a thing kids go through. I get being upset by it, but I'm also, like, there's perks to it. Like, on the weekends, mm -hmm. I don't have to do <laughs> have to yes. do as much because, <laughs> you know, the snack person, the snack machine is daddy. All the, so there are benefits, but the issue is during the week, you know, I'm the, I'm a stay at home mom. So I'm the primary caretaker and like every morning, every wakes up and it's like, I not want mama. I want daddy. And she just loses it. Just screams mm. like lots of alligator rolls. And then she goes, if I so want to move her body from a different place, like she sits outside. Ben's working from home. Um, and ben, ben is your husband. Yeah. Yes, my husband. And she sits outside his office and she's just screaming. I mean, she, this girl is so determined and persistent and it's mm -hmm. something that's going to be so wonderful someday. And you know what it is? It's good now. I like <laughs> and I appreciate I can appreciate it in a lot of ways. <laughs> like she knows what she likes. She knows what she wants. And she knows that she's persistent enough. I will give it to her <laughs> because it's so hard. <laughs> Um, yeah, but every morning and then multiple times throughout the day, just these intense meltdowns. I not want mama. I want daddy. I want daddy, you know, and I try to stay calm. I try to regulate my emotions. I try not to fuel her fire. I try not to give in to her every whim. 
unsuccessfully tried not to give in to her every whim when this happens. I and it just it just feels it just feels like it's gonna last forever sometimes. Well, and I <laughs> but feel it's like, always a phase, but it, it's ugh. yeah. But but when you're in that, like after a few hours of that, you're just you're so worn down and. Yes. At that point, you're willing to do whatever it takes just so that you can move on from that, mm-hmm. you know? And so that is And whatever so it hard. takes is usually what works right now, but it get, makes everything worse in the long run. So, like, yes. whatever it takes is if I'm really giving up, it is an all-day screen day uh, mm-hmm. or screen time day. And those are some of the best days <laughs> for me. Um <laughs> You know, you're allowed I, I, to have that every yes, so often. Yes, you honestly, you're absolutely allowed you have to. Have to. Have it's that. a mom's self care, and I know. Yes. I know that screen time is not healthy for kids. You know, you you can understand that and still recognize for me that this is just something I have to do to get yeah. through this day. To yep. be a mom that maybe doesn't scream at my daughter, and I don't want to be a mom who screams at my daughter. So the best alternative right now, when I'm so tired from being up mm-hmm. five, six times with my eight month old, when I, I'm just, I just can't. I don't have any, any more in me. Yeah, you know. No, I feel time. like you should. You can totally have grace with yourself in that moment. But yeah. screen time is not. I gave up guilt about screen time forever ago. We're we're pretty good at <laughs> good it. For you. But there's definitely days um, if Nick is working late a few days in a row and I have to get things done. Sometimes the only way to do that is screen time or Mm -hmm. so. I don't know. I just feel like the doctors who are telling us that we can't do it, they can come babysit my kids then instead. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Well, I mean, like, I'm sure there's a lot of research out there that, you know, but but what about the research on the moms (laughs) on our mental health and and how important we are? I think we forget as moms how important, like, we are molding them. We are in charge of so many, of every, virtually every facet, or parents in general, every facet Mm -hmm. of developing this child. And if we are about to, I don't know, jump off a bridge, literally, we need to Mm -hmm. take it back, be kind to ourselves, and give some screen time. That should be, like, a motto for pepsi (laughs) you're ready to jump off a bridge it's time for screen time (laughs) you matter yep i'm putting that on a poster now in our part i think a part of our child's development is like how well we can cope with the immense stress yes because the better we can cope the better parents we can be Yeah, my reactiveness sometimes, my angry reactiveness Mm -hmm. is going to make a worse difference. And if I do that over and over again, then my kid watching a few hours of TV one day. They're not going to remember the TV, but their first memories are going to be their strongest emotions, you know? Yeah. 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 So rough. So, yeah, that's my no. Uh, So the parent preference. Yeah, it's mostly only rough to me because... uh, I'm the primary because you have to deal with this and yeah and like you said yeah. it's not the fact that she prefers ben over you right. it's the fact and that she well, screams about it for that. he's hours. a great dad right yes, yes. It's that she, yeah yeah and you know yeah. and then he feels bad and i feel bad for him and i feel bad for her i mean there's so many feelings <laughs> well i feel bad for you i don't feel bad for anyone else in this situation thank you <laughs> i'm just kidding thank I, you i love the rest of your family but <laughs> I do too, but you know what? <laughs> I need that yeah, sometimes. I... All right, you ready for my hello? 
Yes. So like like Sarah said earlier, our hellos are sometimes they're random. They might be good. They might be bad. They just might be something that happened that week or something we read. Yeah. So um, my my hello is super weird this week. We just we had a really weird food week here. And so <laughs> you're going to have to bear. Yeah. So you're, you're going to have to kind of bear with the story. And I promise it'll have a good uplifting ending. But um, my, oh, my, my husband. Yeah. <laughs> Um, my husband, Nick, is an assistant principal, and so he has to stay for a lot of events and sporting gigs and stuff like that. So this week was an especially rough one. He had four nights where there was something going on at the school. Oh, my God. Um, Wait, so, so how, how many hours are your days when he's doing that? Well, like you're... he leaves before the kids wake up and he gets home after they go to bed. So oh, so you're basically solo parenting. Yeah. So yeah. it's four days of solo. And a lot of times those aren't so bad. But right now, like I said earlier, my kids are virtual learning. So um, they it's just it's a full day over and over and over again. Um, And one of the hardest parts is um, what we call the witching hour in our house, Mm. which is. (laughs) Is that a Midwestern term or is that like a common? I have no idea. I don't know because I I don't know. We refer to us lumpy mother podcast (laughs) gmail.com. <laughs> we re- we refer to it as the time between when Charlie wakes up from a nap and when we eat dinner because there's that time oh. where it's like he he kids are always all of our kids are this way they're super cranky between when mm-hmm. they wake up for their from their afternoon nap and when they eat dinner and when I am home without Nick it's so hard for me to make food and be a parent yes. in that situation yes. uh. does that make sense and our we live in a super old house and the kitchen is separate from everything else you know if it was an open floor plan i could kind of keep an eye on him there's mm-hmm. no physical way to do that in our house and my eight-year-old ava can be helpful sometimes but it's it's still a lot and my mother was the cooking master when I was younger. At least all of my memories are of that. She yes. always had a, a hot dinner on the table. So did my I mom. Can, like every single yes. night we had these great din- family dinners. And I'm like, yes. how? Uh, I, I cannot compare myself I, to my mom because she... She just no. did. Oh, she just did so yes. much that I'm like. I mean, I don't cook, so that's one. Like, I cannot See, compare. Well, that's the other part of this coin is that I hate to cook. I yes. hate it. The, uh, one of the most too. depressing parts of motherhood for me is realizing <laughs> that I am going to have to plan and cook meals for the next yes. however many years for Every this day family. Until- Oh, yeah. there's no Forever. end in sight, essentially. Mm-hmm. I, I do not like to cook. Um, but because my mom was such a wonderful cook, there's like this idea in my head that to be a good mom, you have to have a hot meal on the table every night. And that is mm-hmm. I have had to come to the fact that that is not my reality at all. So so we had a weird food week. First off, I have to tell you that that bagels were on sale at our grocery store, but it was the kind of sale <laughs> where you had to buy five bags to get the sale. <laughs> So, so I got home and I was like, everybody's eating bagels this week. We're all eating bagels every morning. It's going to be awesome. So oh, yeah, maybe I wouldn't like bagels. After just that, but. bagels literally for days. <laughs> all that everyone ate this week. But um, then at night, 
Um, because dinner is so hard. There was one night in particular, um, Thursday night, he was there really late. It had been a long week with school and everything else. And I literally set up a folding table in the living room in front of the TV and we ate cereal for dinner. That's wonderful. Good for you. That's awesome. You know what? Okay. Because you had to come to terms with so much In order to do that. So much pressure you've always put on yourself. You allowed it to happen and everyone was fine. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing. (laughs) I, I think my, like the good part of this for me was that I did that and I kind of shook my head at myself through the process. But at the Mm -hmm. end of it, I was, I had to tell myself, you know what? My kids are going to bed with a full stomach. They're going to bed. This does not affect the way that they feel loved. This does not affect their happiness. If anything, they're happier because they got to eat cereal for dinner in front of the TV. Right. Like when you come back to this and you prioritize, what does this all really mean? Like mom was not totally overwhelmed and snappy. Kids ate something they probably really like to eat. (laughs) Yeah. And because all of the name brand cereal was on sale, it was a big breakfast sale at the grocery store. So so they got name brand cereal. (laughs) So but we had to eat all the bagels first because those go bad first. But it was was, so it was like name brand. I'm really proud. Yeah, name brand, fancy cereal that they usually never get. We're a very (gasps) Kroger brand Cheerios. But you know what? There's nothing wrong with Kroger brand. There's nothing wrong. They always taste fine. Yes, they do. But so it was a big deal. And I was just really proud of myself at the end of that. I didn't let that mom guilt creep in. It started to for a second because I had this moment where I was like, I hope nobody can see that this is happening right now. But then I realized, no, this is ridiculous. That is an expectation that I've given myself to have this home cooked meal. But like I said earlier, my kids went to bed, fed, happy, loved. And I think if you have to reframe it because like, I think we all define parenting success in these different ways. And a lot of them have to do with like what our parents did if they did it well. I mean, I'm sure some people did not have that experience, but um Yeah, I just like that you yeah. were able to just take a step back, realize that that's just an unrealistic expectation for you and your life. Like, you are not your mom, even though what yes. she did was wonderful. And you don't have to be to you. Yeah. 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 But it doesn't. What really matters. Yeah, it doesn't affect my relationship with my kids in that way. Yes. And so, um, yeah, so it was, that's my, uh, that was <laughs> It was just a weird week for food here. Yeah. Um, we, we still have about <laughs> a few days of bagels left. So, <laughs> all right, Sarah, what is your hello for this week? Tell me what your hello is. Yes. So my hello ties in, funnily enough, with your um, know about, about Charlie. And something that resonated that you said was, like he's gonna have to interact with other people and go out in public and this year's been so weird with that that I I forget like oh yeah Effie's gonna have to like socially engage with others so (laughs) in our house like poop is funny and (laughs) I understand not everyone shares this kind of humor probably because they you know like grew up (laughs) became adults um but I had to say this for poop jokes is that I have bonded 
Before I get into the story, I have bonded with some of the closest people in my life <laughs> over farts and poops. My husband, Ben, and Natalie. <laughs> you, <laughs> Natalie. I don't want to be and, pulled into this. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. <laughs> okay, so um, naturally, Evie um, thinks poop is also hilarious, uh, mostly because we laugh when she goes, poop, 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 poop. I pooped, poop. She even calls her farts poo-poo bubbles. <laughs> but I mean, if you think about it, it's super descriptive. That's what they are. Um, I, I, it works for us. Um, so, but my mom, she's not, she's just, you know, totally mom i know you're gonna listen to this because you support me and love me and i really appreciate it so i know you don't you just she just doesn't like poop humor and that's that's acceptable that's fine you don't have to um but this week on the phone evie like um i was like let's talk to nana and we're talking to nana and evie's like nana poop 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 and then she's cracking up and then evie's like my mom's like how how was your day? And Evie's like poop 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 poop, <laughs> and I'm of course laughing. And then it like hit me like, oh man, like we're gonna have to interact with other people. <laughs> She's gonna have to learn like, okay, maybe poop poop humor is like funny at home but not with like and she's only two and a half so this is a little too complicated maybe i'm reading into this you got to introduce her to like some slapstick humor which is essentially just injuring other people and thinking it's funny (laughs) schadenfreude one of my favorite words there's like even though i don't really i'm not really into schadenfreude but i i learned from a teacher professor of mine that it means to like um and enjoy somebody else's pain it's like a very it's like it's only it's a German word because there isn't a word for it in English. So but that's what slapstick is, right? Basically. Or like those yeah. YouTube photos of people getting like kicked in, you know. Well, that's what America's funniest home video was for years. Yes, it was just I people getting it. hurt. There this is not related, but apparently there were concern or I've heard stories that um the people that had to review all of the VHS tapes that would come in that it was almost traumatizing sometimes things that people would send in because they thought it was funny and um, these people that would look at them would be like no this is just like almost abusive this is is someone should write a book or do a documentary on that like that would be fascinating like the inner lives of home videos and it would be like this certain era and you know like very 80s 90s (laughs) Yep. Well, I think, I don't know. I have a um, five, oh, no, he's six. He's literally six now. Uh, A six-year-old and a seven-year-old son who it's all that they think is funny. If we open our Alexa (laughs) app, if we open our Alexa app on our phones, it's all like recently played and it, it it's just a list of fart noises and because they how many are they, there that can be recorded so many more than you would ever imagine there's a christmas fart package there's what? everything you there's can packages? imagine yes there's yeah it's packages. a whole thing i spent there was one day i spent about 15 minutes because i thought that they had accidentally ordered and paid for fart extension packages for their alexa <laughs> i had to check <laughs> all of the what, Make sure what on earth is fart extension well <laughs> like you saw it on your well because then like, i mean or? we laughed pretty hard about it because it was just like of course our boys would buy a christmas fart <laughs> extension pack 
extension. <laughs> not not the just regular package, which I had no yes. idea even existed, but yeah. the extension. Yeah. All I'm saying is that it's it's hard. I our kids, they still think that's the funniest thing in the world, especially the boys <laughs> for some reason. We have had to have a few things that are like uh we've started those conversations where we don't need to we don't talk about poop at the dinner table because <laughs> I, I need there to be a line otherwise it will never end and so that's just the world that i live in right start now somewhere yeah yeah especially because they have a little brother that has diapers and they think yeah. that's hilarious so <laughs> it's a revolving circle <laughs> it's a revolving door we'll never walk out of <laughs> so never walk out of <laughs> never walk out of this one well at least we can all hope that someday they will know the right places to apply their their humor yeah i mean i, do. I, mean, a- I don't i'm so bad at like reading that <laughs> like when i was yeah. giving birth like when i was in the labor delivery room i kept making these really bad jokes and like no like with my son i was with uh franklin Mm-hmm. This past May, and I when I got the epidural, I kept like trying to think about what my legs felt like, and I was like, it's like they're like two dead hams attached to my hips, and like no one. <laughs> All right, but, well, first of all, it's probably not that funny, but like I was just really trying to. I don't know, maybe they don't appreciate wordplay <laughs> like I do, because obviously it's so creative. <laughs> but nobody would laugh. Like they didn't realize if I was just weird or was trying to be funny. Um, so you I tried I'm harder. Bo- I'm both. So I tried harder. Yeah, I kept repeating yeah. it. I was like, <laughs> maybe know, they just didn't, didn't hear me. <laughs> Why is no one laughing at my hands? <laughs> um, so oh I would, I often wonder, like people who don't think I'm funny, which is probably a lot of people. To be fair, <laughs> I think I'm hilarious. Um, but if they like just think I'm weird, then like if someone doesn't laugh at your jokes. Are you just weird to them? I think that's probably the case. I think that I'm, <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I think I'm weird to a lot of people. There was a yeah. shirt that I found. It said, I, I'm not for everyone. And <laughs> that's, I think I'm going to have somebody local make me a version of that because it feels very yes. true for my I life. That, so, though. But I also yeah. feel like that means like you're living bravely because you're being yourself <laughs> in all situations. My, even my when it doesn't, it doesn't work. You're being so genuine. Because <laughs> I, I struggle with, I'm like I'm a recovering people pleaser, as you know, mm-hmm. and so I'm really been trying to search for my authenticity and my voice, and like not changing that on other people. I think that's a certain kind of not that I don't I change it, but I leave things out yeah. around other people. Yeah. So on that note, absolutely. I can't believe. I, so I think I mean that's it for today. I'm so yes. excited. We did it. I, we have an we official. Did it. We're doing it. First episode. Yeah. It's awesome. So as we wrap up this first episode, today's episode, uh, just a quick reminder that we absolutely want to hear yes, from yes, every yes, single please. one of you. Email Tell us, us all the things. At, <laughs> yeah, email us at lumpymotherpodcast at gmail.com. And tell us, like I said earlier, um, what advice do you wish you had gotten before you became a mom? Or what advice do you give to new moms? Um or fill us in with uh, your yeses or your noes from this week. What were your wins? What were your losses? And maybe we'll read them during our next episode. 
And if you like what you heard today, there are a few important things you can do that will really help others find us. Um, first of all, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcast. Rate and review us and share us with someone else you think might enjoy our show. And definitely don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. It's at Lumpy Mother Podcast. In fact, um, I'm really excited about this. We're going to pick one follower from Facebook and one follower from Instagram to win a $15 gift card to either Starbucks or Amazon, your choice. We will post details on how to enter this um, on Facebook and on our Instagram page soon. And then we're going to declare the winners during our third episode. So definitely Yay. don't miss out on that. Yes. Um, we cannot wait to see you guys again next week. Next Tuesday, we're going to be back with a brand new episode. Make sure that you join us. See what motherhood has in store for our lives and yours. We will see you then. Bye. Bye.